0: Welcome to another episode of the Nintendo Retina Podcast. I am Triforce. Join me today is Royale.
1: Welcome to the last podcast in April, ladies and gents. We are uh, end of the April. We're going for May, and at the current time of recording, get your Min Amiibo right now. Go, go, go! Get it, get it, get it! Yep, that's,
0: that's so all I can say. Do you suppose that if they got a lot of them, they'd be min-maxing them? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> or if they only got one, they got the bare min minimum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's> horrible. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to min- minimize your <laughs> announcement Will <laughs> oh, <my God! laughs> Yes moving on because Tyler has this thing called family, family. like not in the Vin Diesel way apparently <laughs> I don't know also so he was complaining about 76ing somebody I don't know but uh <laughs> We do have, once again, Skull Kid Scott.
2: Yay! So you just reminded me that it's almost May, and now I just feel depressed. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm right there
1: with you. <laughs>
0: I mean, don't get me wrong, Doctor Strange is next week, and I'm excited about that, but, like, it's already, like, May in 2022. How, exactly?
1: We're almost over the halfway of the year, I uh, not talk yep, about yep. that. No, yep.
0: Let's don't... not know about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, let's, let's don't not. let me know it's the end of the year until, like, it's December, and then I can just be surprised.
1: No, just wait for wake me up till September ends.
0: (laughs) Uh Aha, aha. Hey, Will, do you remember what it was like in September?
1: Uh, I prefer wake me up till September ends. I prefer Green Day.
0: Oh, come on! First of all, Earth, Wind, and Fire is iconic. Your guys, not so much. Moving on. (laughs) We have a we have a fun little show for you tonight, but of course, we're getting all started off with what? How are you playing? And I'll go first because, as you might have guessed, I still haven't played a lot. <laughs> so last weekend, uh, yeah, last weekend, as I was talking about on the podcast, I was going to be doing a three-day con at Planet Comic Con, in Kansas City, Missouri. Yep, yep. Yes, Kansas City, Missouri, not Kansas City, Kansas. That's two different places. Why America? Just deal with it. Um, I mean, we have North, South Dakota. We have North, South Carolina. We have Canada. You know, what are you going to do? So, no, I'm not going to make that joke. Anyway, uh, I do want to note that unlike my previous con experience. I had a ton of Nintendo cosplays to see, and it was really great. I saw a bunch of, uh, I saw a couple Peaches. I saw Daisy, really nice Daisy. Um, and then, the, the, but the best ones. The best ones were, uh, there was an Inkling, like full tilt Inkling, complete with Blaster. It was great. I saw a Ike, Radiant Dawn style, Micaiah, and Black Knight. They were all together, too. It was not, like, just random cosplayers. They were a group, and I loved it. Uh, Apparently, the Micaiah cosplayer was so happy to see me because I actually recognized her cosplay. I was like, wait, you're Micaiah, right? And she goes, yes, yes, I am. And she even had a little bird yune on her shoulder. It was, like, really small, though. Um, The Black Knight was like, really? How? dedication. And the, now the Ike cosplayer was great, but as Tyler noted because this was Radiant <laughs> dawn, Ike he actually didn't have the buffness and to which I say not everyone can be as buff as Ike. All right? That's <laughs> it's a dedication kind of thing. Right,
1: right, right. Not everybody a can come on a, on a pure whey protein. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, but I, I applaud you all for doing that. That really was one of the highlights when weekend. I mean, I see a lot of... I do see a lot of Fire Emblem cosplays. Although, ironically, I don't recall seeing any uh, Three Houses cosplayers this weekend. Not to my recollection. But um, seeing... I, I don't think I've ever seen an Ike. And that, and that sucks for me, because of course he's my favorite Fire Emblem character. <laughs> but... Oh, and for you, Tyler, wherever you are, um, I want to note that I went full rant mode about Micaiah to that cosplayer and about how her relationship with ike and then the black knight uh they loved it of course they like they were digging it because I, I clearly hadn't knew my fire emblem knowledge but i i went off and was like you know you you had the worst line of fire emblem history with oh general ike father of soth's children yes i have not forgotten that line i will never forget like kind sucks but that cosplayer was great but the creme de la creme of the cosplayers i saw there was either, I don't know if they were family or just friends, but there was a group that dressed up as a whole bunch of toad Mario Like uh, Each one uh, like a different color and then there was a bullet bill following them all. <laughs> they had the carts, they had the costumes and the bullet bill. And then someone actually decided to take a video of them as they were walking by and some of them pretended to get uh, hit by a banana so they spun in place but before- while they went on. It was just the most hilarious thing ever. Um, I mean, I've seen Toads. I've even seen a Toad family once or twice, but this was just next level. It was so good. Um, the con was great, by the way, but here's your here's the best tip I can give you about Comic-Cons. Never buy the con food.
1: Obviously, yeah. Yes. Well, Damn. okay, look.
0: I, I had a friend who owed me a favor. I was it was sunday i was about to do a six hour drive home and i knew i couldn't survive just on snacks could i have sure did i want to know so they owe me a favor and i'm like hey there's this pizza place within the con floor can you get me a pizza if it's over 10 bucks don't worry about it i'll, I'll manage and they go oh, yeah sure okay so they buy me a pizza and it's in a decent enough square box i open it it is like the thinnest pizza ever <laughs> it was a total ripoff and it was 10 bucks even
1: Wow, that's that's an insult. Wow. Oh,
0: you want an insult? The guy next to me, great guy named Victor. All, oh, yeah, Tyler, guess what? And I didn't plan this. The guy Victor was or is an artist and he does incredible stuff. Look him up, he's Mighty Pegasus on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Highly recommend him. He does a whole bunch of great art, anime, superheroes and everything. Not only is he a supporter of the Snyder cut? <laughs> he has met Scott Snyder, oh sorry, Zack Snyder. And actually, did a piece for the Snyder Cut movie. I kid you not. (laughs) Didn't plan that. Totally made my weekend.
2: (laughs) That's impressive. I know. (laughs) Wait,
0: what's that, Tyler? The Snyder Cut's a fantastic movie. Why? Yes, Tyler, I agree. What's that, Tyler? Oh, Snyder Cut was a masterpiece. You just didn't know it, like you did with Xenoblade Chronicles Two. I know. What's that, Tyler? Love did beat money in Splatoon 2 Splatfest? Tyler, I'm I'm so happy you said that. We've been waiting only like three years for you to admit that. It's so great you, you say these things, Tyler. And don't worry, we won't let you take them back when you return next week. Okay? So, but, uh, because I was at the con, I wasn't able to play anything. And then when I got back from the con, I was just totally overwhelmed from work. So hopefully this weekend I'll get to jump back the Triangle Strategy, because I do want to complete the golden route.
2: <laughs>
0: Whether I actually will or not, who knows at this point. But uh, then I was playing Fire Emblem Heroes, of course, you know, just gathering up the orbs for the next one. So, light week, but hopefully, hopefully now, since so I don't have another con for another six weeks, I'll be able to relax and actually play some more games. So, we'll see. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, right, right. And, yeah, I just uh, to segue into what my playing... is also pretty much generally light, as, light week as well. I mean, everyone is more or less uh, getting ready for a uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, which the reviews are out, and... It's kind of changed my mind a little bit to so hold off for the time being, but we'll, we'll talk more about that later. But in in complement with Fire Emblem Heroes, the, the the new mythic hero came out, which is Medeus, which is basically the OG boss of Fire Emblem. And I gotta say, it is def- if overall, the recommendations for this guy is he's definitely... Uh, uh uh mythic hero you want to get in your team just because he, that that prevention of Canto and um that shielding of his that that b skill of his is just very good definitely protects you from the from the boat uh towers so overall very great units and if you just really good against um uh brave uh erica and all on all those other units that use his cancel so oh, overall yeah Oh, pretty a pretty good, good unit. And, yeah, for me, I just managed to spark and just went all the way 160 orbs. So, overall, pretty nice and got a decent haul of other units as well. So, that. And, yeah, overall, it has been just been more or less very quiet. Again, people are getting with some switchboards. For me, I'm just basically going through my backlog, uh, playing a little bit, finally finally uh, maxing out my uh, path of Fall Guys, getting to level 50 before the season ends. <laughs> yeah, I know, Fall Guys, I haven't said that in a long time. I haven't played that uh, game in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, I'm just waiting for the next season now. I just managed to get the level 15, got the, um, the Ghost of Tsushima full armor set, so that's nice. And also, just a little bit here, I've been touching a little bit on Hades, because, again, Hades is always, always awesome. Can't beat that, and... Yeah, yeah. Um, personally, for me, I actually wanted to consider actually try to get a sta- um, the Stanley Parable uh, Deluxe Edition. I know it's a multi system uh, release, so you got I get it on Switch or PS Four, whatever system it may be. And I, I, right now, it's currently at twenty five dollars last I checked on the market p- spot, but overall, I've heard it's just like, a very classic game. If you haven't played the original PC, I've heard a lot of great things about it, so maybe down the line, once it's on, like, on discount or so, I will be getting a Stanley Parable uh, Deluxe Edition, so here's hoping in the near future it would be discounted, so yeah, but, so, overall, it has been a late week as well, so, until the next major release, to say the least, so yeah, <laughs> it's quiet, it's quiet for me.
0: Yeah, now, I warn you about this next part, because someone's about to do some gushing. Go ahead, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> so, pretty much most of my free time, the last, uh, Week has been spent on uh,
2: Chrono Cross because it is still one of my favorite games of all time, and the Radical Dreamers edition that came out. Well, it's been a little bit now since, but I've been trying to 100 the game, which requires three different playthroughs and all this stuff. But basically, I really enjoy this game because it requires you to make different choices. Based on the choices you make, also determines what characters are able to have join you on your adventures, and that also then determines can help you out, as well as give different benefits for when different fights happen. And I've just been having a grand old time going back and discovering the roots. The only thing I have a problem with is the port is not that good.
1: Mm -hmm. Right, 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 right.
2: Go on. (sighs) So, the thing that I find most kind of dissatisfying about it is, no matter what platform you get the game on, it doesn't run at a solid 30 FPS. Ouch. Which already is pretty bad, because, like, you look at, like, the remasters from like Kingdom Hearts or something like that, where they took a 30 FPS game and made it go 60 FPS for the new remasters. So you think, well, maybe they got, you know, a 60 FPS game out of this 30 FPS game from the old one. But no, this 30 FPS game from the PlayStation now is around 20 FPS most of the time, which kind of sucks. Which to be honest, kind of is weird when you have a game that's not even like, it's only AI upscaled in like the models and some of the textures. But overall, it's not doing too much. So it's kind of just like, how is this not hitting 30 FPS? H- how is this not running well on either, say, like, a very nice PC or Nintendo Switch or a uh, PS5? No matter what console you get it for, it mm. doesn't hit 30 FPS. Just is so weird.
1: <laughs> it's, it's strange. Like, again, now we have these modern day consoles. I can't even run a PS1 game. This is a PS1 game.
0: Yeah. And ironically, this is actually... A, we're not going to do it, but we're, this could almost segue into a certain story we're going to be talking about later, because this is kind of what we, we call a shoddy craftsmanship in trade, because mm-hmm. that's this should be like something, especially given I don't want to say divisive, but the not-as-fan love for Chrono Cross as there is for Chrono Trigger, which has had some bad ports of its own in its lifetime. Yeah, mobile. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah you, you'd think that Square Enix would be like, okay, we got to make this one good because, you know, we want to showcase this to the fans. say so like, hey, this was at better than you realized that it was. And you're not doing that now, aren't you? You're not doing that, are you, Square Enix? No, no. I will give them kudos on the
2: fact that you can actually change from using their AI Upscaler to using the classic version. So if you don't like it running at twenty FPS, you can get it at like twenty-eight FPS, which was basically more along the lines of how the original PlayStation One game ran <laughs> by doing the classic
0: mode. But that's like capitulating. It's like, oh yeah, ignore all the work we allegedly did and just go back to playing the original game. Like that kinda sucks. Because <laughs> It's supposed to be a remaster. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Cause I love the character models in the remaster. Like they, they really put a lot of work on the art as well as on like the models of the characters, just everything else sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like the textures, the like overall world still looks like they didn't do much at all, except for like put it through a, like an AI up, a- upscaler. And that was it. And you can tell it's it's like, Oh, this just looks like enhanced graphics. Like not even like better graphics, just enhanced PS one graphics, except yeah. for the character models, which all look like they were redone. Which they should have done for the whole game instead of just the character models. Yeah, mm. and then you have another thing that's terrible, which is the uh, like the, the cutscenes
0: oh, okay,
1: the okay, FMVs okay, okay. they have. Right, right. It's right.
2: interesting because the very first one and like the third one are all upscaled and like redone to go for like a nine hundred ten eighty p kind of deal. Every other single FMV in the game, which there's a lot, mind you, is still at, like four hundred p, which is terrible. I took a screenshot of it just to see so I could, like, notice all the pixels, and it's so super blurry, it sucks.
1: That's just stupid. Right, right, right.
0: Yeah, we're gonna, okay, I'm gonna ask you to hold off your anger just a little bit, Scott, because of a certain news story we'll talk about later, because this perfectly fits into it. I didn't realize it was this bad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, aside from that, anything else? I almost have all the
2: characters, which I'm really excited about because I love <laughs> almost well, I don't love all the characters. There's something I could probably do without like the fun guy and the like Yeah, the- fun guy's this mushroom guy, you give a mushroom and he eats it and then
1: <laughs> fun guy, him. yes, fun guy. <laughs> oh, it's my great. Gosh. It's
2: some of the best like some of the humor. This is just amazing. But yeah, fun guy's this guy, you give a mushroom too, he eats it, and his head just turns into a mushroom. And so he joins you because, out of spite, he wants you to help him find a cure. <laughs> you know? <makes> so,
1: sense. <laughs> I guess you could say he's a really fun guy then, huh? <laughs> which is ironic,
2: because if he... So, uh, Chrono Cross, you go to two different worlds. One world is basically what happens if they... This, like, thing called fate determines all these decisions. And one of the decisions was not to rescue fate itself, which it was your character, Serge, who becomes it. And it, it's very confusing. Don't worry too much about that kind of explaining the lore but basically fungi in the other world is actually really sick from eating another mushroom (laughs) just the not the one you gave him
0: so if you actually blamed him for all that happened doesn't that make him the fall guy yeah Ah! (laughs) (laughs) don't yeah don't go into a pun war with me will
2: So, yeah, so there's a lot of fun characters, so I'm really happy. I mean, Glenn is like the very best character in the game, aside from like the three mains, which are like Harley, Kid, and Surge. Um, and he's just like the massive paladin character type, which they need a good paladin character because you need a lot of tanky characters in this game. Because if you aren't paying attention to the, your surroundings, you can take quite a big, a lot of hits. Mm, okay, okay. And so that's what Glenn's for. He's a good
0: tank and he can do deal decent damage. Alright. Okay. Uh, and now to the news, because there's been a lot of interesting topics this week. So it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first, if our intro music wasn't inspiring enough for you, yes, it is the thirtieth anniversary of the Kirby franchise. In fact, it just happened on the 27th, so only a few days ago. And in lieu of this, we have gotten, I wouldn't call it a mystery, but an interesting insight into the Kirby franchise itself. Because the Kirby victory dance is easily one of, if not the most iconic thing about Kirby. Sorry, Kirby. And did you know that that dance was done by none other than Masahiro Sakurai? (laughs) (laughs) I did not! (laughs) Yeah. Our dear Smash Brothers Overlord was an animator on the original Kirby's Dream Land for the, GB- or for the Game Boy. And when making the original Victory Dance, they- he went to the sound designer and he said, how many frames do I have to do the dance? They didn't know. So he got a copy of the Victory Dance, put it on a loop, and just animated to it. And just went full tilt with what he could do on, on the Game Boy graphics. And he might be asking, okay, well, what about the Kirby clones? Where did that idea come from? He said, it's just more fun that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, isn't that the most beautiful answer ever? It's like, what's the yes. logic behind that? <laughs> oh, it's just more fun. <laughs> I'm just, just having too much fun.
1: Yeah, yeah just like, <laughs> why, why have one Kirby when you have three Kirbys?
0: Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. It's not supposed to. It's a Kirby victory dance. Let him have clones for whatever reason. <laughs> I just I love that. First of all, I really didn't know that Masahiro Sakurai worked on this game. It makes sense now that I think about it because it's HAL Laboratory. Well, well yeah,
1: he, he he's Daddy Sakurai. He he made Kirby. He made Kirby.
0: <laughs> Wait, what?
1: He made Kirby. No, like he didn't. yeah, he, like I saw. Yeah, again, he was part, No, he was a uh, one of the original HAL How, How developers and yeah, or when designed Kirby. He I th- wasn't he the one who designed Kirby in the first I place?
0: I don't know. He was an animator, but l- I'm gonna look it up. I'm looking this up. Because
1: okay. that's one of <laughs> <laughs> Yes, everybody a remembers bold him. That's
0: claim. <laughs> I mean, yeah. everybody
1: remembers him as Smash Bros. fame, of course. But he, he is the one who more or less is famous for creating Kirby. Uh, one of the one of the forefathers, anyway. At least, in my opinion. In my I, I'm memory. I'm
0: looking it up. Uh. uh la, 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 well, it says his okay. Oh my gosh, it does. It is Masayoshi yeah. Sakurai. Holy crap! <laughs> oh yeah, I did Just not. I did player. not know that. I didn't realize that. <laughs> huh? He is the creator of Kirby and the Super Smash Bros. series. Holy crap! <laughs> I, I thought it was someone else. I really did. My bad. Huh? <laughs> uh, uh, he's not. As, he's not as associated with Kirby as he is Smash Brothers. I guess that. Huh?
1: A lot of people forget about. It. Yes, he also created Icarus as well, but. Again, there are a lot of series that because again, Smash Bros. more just overshadows them, so it's sad in this one.
0: I have to challenge you on the Kid Icarus thing because I'm pretty sure that was Gunpei Yokoi, but I will, I will. Oh, okay. okay. I will look that up as well. Um, da, 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 da. So, buddy, yeah, I just love that. A is just like, oh yeah, I yeah, it was Gunpei Yokoi who. Okay,
2: okay,
1: okay. okay. No,
0: not not Sakurai. Sakurai did Kid Icarus Uprising. With Team Sora, but he was not the creator.
1: Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right,
0: all right. Yeah. It, here It was designed by Torosawa and Yoshi Sakamoto, directed by Satoru Okada, and produced by Gunpo Yokoi himself. So still, whatever. Uh but I just <laughs> love that he's like, Oh yeah, I just made the dance and you know, I wanted to make it fun. Like <laughs> that's what that's what we need in <laughs> games nowadays. Like fun. Uh, yes. Fun <laughs> Like, yes, we can make we can make a complex deep narrative title or a, a over the top action title, but you know have fun as you're doing it i mean that's that's half the point i, I mean
1: okay. to be fair as well frontier lens was also pretty dark as well at the end of it so let's yeah. not say it's not not as like the happy go fun time <laughs> we expect kirby to be well
0: again as we established a couple of weeks ago kirby is an eight inch creature that also has an infinite void that is its stomach so you know it was never meant to be the most light-hearted thing ever but if you could do a kirby dance with fun why not so <laughs> anyway happy anniversary to you, kirby and have we heard anything on Kirby and the Forgotten Land sales? I don't think we have. Um, I, I know it, it did I know it did well in Japan, but uh, I, I think
1: there was a recent sales number if I recall correctly.
0: Uh-huh. Dang, I think. So yeah, big big real big retail launch in the UK, big real to launch in Yeah. Uh. oh well, doesn't matter but it's guaranteed over a million guaranteed oh for sure for For sure sure. for sure sure. yeah well just the the reason I say is that they're they're, in the game there's actually a waddle d that gives you numbers about like how how well people are doing across the games and the numbers even like the first few days was like hundreds of millions in terms of like flowers opened and items gotten and uh enemies killed i'm just like there's no way that that you can get that number with like a couple hundred thousand people so right, it's right, got to right, be right. like a million or two so hopefully we'll get more definitive numbers soon enough all right moving on last week we talked about the joy of having a release date moved up in terms of xenoblade chronicles 3 and i wisely predicted that more than likely <laughs> this was due to splatoon 2 being pushed back to september possibly little did i know <laughs> The very next day, while I was at a comic con, no less, they would announce that Splatoon Three is coming on September 9th of this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah, just I find it so ironic. Like, oh, you gotta deny, deny the summer release. Like, it's always been a traditional summer release for the first Splatoon two games, and now, bang, you move it to September. And in the, in the uh, the latest news of uh, Xenoblade Chronicles three coming in uh, July. Yeah, yeah so coming earlier so it's <laughs> i just gotta find a funny as now it also grants me the, the draft point so i'm just happy about that ironically yes. enough
0: <laughs> yeah Willis, <laughs> I, I looked it up will did say that it should it will come out in september and now it, ha- it is confirmed barring a delay obviously but i have a feeling it will not be delayed or will it no it will not um but yes, we we'll get to the point. Congratulations! So <laughs> now, of course, along with the trailer that they revealed, they talk. They are talking still about all the weapons you can get, including a web web clinger like Spider-Man. You're gonna have bows and arrows. There was a new special weapon that actually lets you launch three precision like <laughs> satellite laser strikes. Call
1: ink strikes. You can literally call yeah. ink, ink strikes now instead yeah, of the usual have, Wii We go. gamepad. you
0: have three different ones you can launch, and they'll cover the different areas that you desire. Um, you got the crab tanks, and there's going to be uh, new looks for the characters. You got the—there's uh, going to be, like, new animations for the victory screens, Yes, are yes, already yeah. liking. There,
1: there was just a lot of details, yeah. like, in regards to, like, the, like the new animation, the, the new uh, Inkvac, but basically pull the Poltergeist 3000 on, on opponents. It's just, like, there's just—even with that, that one trailer, that uh, gameplay trailer, it was just, like, they so So many details as well like how much change is going to be from the last game is just like there's a lot from titles to like just the just overall freshness of it all no pun
0: intended it's
1: just great it's just great yeah
2: so i mean if you're gonna announce a delay that's the way to do it to be honest
0: well to be be fair it is it is a delay because they originally said summer but then again I looked it up I looked at the Farmers Almanac because I really was trying to get to not get that point from the draft (laughs) (laughs) I I thought he said fall not September that was on me that's why I had to look up the draft chart but uh, the Farmers Almanac states that summer ends on September 22nd so technically speaking it is still summer when the game releases so is it really a delay? I'll let you be be (laughs) the judge but at least we now can confirm why Xenoblade was pushed up they don't want their to major AAA million sellers to uh, be interfering with one another, so.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Yay, yay. But that, so that's a lot of fun, I'm glad. And I, I saw, like I said, I saw an inkling, and so we actually talked a little bit about Splatoon 3, so it was actually rather perfect. So, yeah, good stuff. And I, I can't wait for it. I'm sure they're going to do a demo, you know, or oh. like a... Or a pre-splatfest just to get everybody warmed up. As
1: I mean, tradition, it's always been tradition. tradition. You can't have an online a, 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 a splat test unless you do an a, a, a splatfire. Yes,
0: splatfest.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah okay yes. But, well, you said, you the first one said, was you a splatfire, splat fi- fi- but
0: it's splatfire. Splatfire.
1: Yeah, like the first the first one on the original Wii U. I think it was called a, uh, global splatfire or it was test test? fire. Oh okay okay okay.
0: My bad my I mean that sounds like a weapon in the game. <laughs> The splat fire. <laughs> that you light the ink on fire and burn your foes. Yeah, Actually, that sounds, fest. that sounds violent. That sounds violent. Don't do that one, Nintendo. Don't take that idea. Uh, all right. Next up, we have, uh, if you recall, the Pokemon 26 anniversary, uh, the Pokemon Day from earlier this year, they revealed that there was going to be a new animated miniseries coming out set within the world of Hisui, which was the uh, pre Sinnoh region that was in Pokemon Legends Arceus. Now have more details on that, and they are actually quite exciting. This is going to be a three-part miniseries known as Pokemon Hisuian Snow. Say F five times fast. Lots of says <laughs> Cobra Commander would be proud.
2: Yes, I agree. <laughs>
0: um, but in this one, you're going to be playing. At, sorry, you're going to be watching as a young doctor named Alec is going to journey to the Hisui region, a place that he and his father a Woodcutter used to uh, visit, but is trying to get medicinal herbs. This is a very different story, clearly. Um, But he is going to encounter the Hisuian variant of Zorua, which, if you recall, is a Pokemon that was literally resurrected with malice (laughs) over the treatment of Pokemon done by humanity. Uh Um, Uh-huh! The the three-part miniseries is going to start on March... Sorry... Uh, May 18th and uh, it's going to be done by Wit Studio.
1: Mm, yeah, if, that one I'm very excited yeah, for. If yes,
0: yes. you do not understand the, gra- the gravity of having Wit Studio do this, it's because they are the ones behind the original three seasons of Attack on Titan and uh, your possible new anime obsession in Spy X Family.
1: Yep, Spy Family. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah.
0: I haven't seen it yet. I hear it's good. It uh, is. It yeah. Is. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And the animation for the 3 attack on Titan seasons in this series that that's new series is clean. They are a well-respected animation studio. So if we're getting them for Pokémon: Sui and Snow, awesome. So, again, May 18th is when the first episode will launch on the Pokémon YouTube channel, so stay tuned for that. Um I personally hope that this is more like Pokémon Twilight Wings versus Pokémon uh Generations. Uh, oh no! Evolutions. Generations was fine. Evolutions was repetitive. So I want, I want the deeper story. I want them to dive into the very, very dark backstory of the Hisuian variant of Zoroa and Zoroark, because, again, those are literally malice beings. They were, they are fueled by malice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, I had a rather depressing thought. Shocking, I know. Um, in Pokemon Legends Arceus, the one thing that we talked about a lot. Was that Paris is a dick?
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! For sure! For sure! One
0: hundred percent! One hundred percent! It it is like it's the month it's the true monster of the Pokemon world. And yet, if you look at like the anime and you know other interpretations, Paris is docile. Paris is timid. Even like if you recall the original anime uh, episode in the kanto series. Uh, it had to be taught to be fierce so that it could evolve into the Paris Act. Doesn't that mean that humanity forced it to be docile so that it would stop attacking them? Doesn't that mean we literally scared the Paris species straight? <laughs> they deserved <laughs> <That's>... it. <laughs> but did they, though? <laughs> Isn't that part of the problem? Isn't that how we made... Uh, the Zoroark and Zoro of hisui. Isn't that how Bascu Legion got born because it got so angry from dying so much that it just kept living and won't stop moving? Like, isn't aren't we the monsters that we are forcing these personality changes and variants? Like, is aren't we the monsters here? <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: I mean, uh, it has been a running theme regarding to any game. Like, are we the bad guys?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would, it, Pokemon's touched on it before, but it just crossed my mind because I was thinking about Paris for whatever reason. And I was like, wait a minute. It wasn't that aggressive in the other regions. Doesn't that mean that we forced it to be that way? <laughs> like, aren't we the monsters? And also, I still maintain that humanity caused, like, the Wardens and a lot of these Pokemon species to go extinct because we don't hear about them in the future regions. Alright, so like Cleavor, and, uh, and the Embasco Legion, and all these other variants, we never hear about them, so when the Hisui region became Sinnoh, they went extinct! And that's on the humanity! So, go team! Yeah, go, which is yeah.
2: sad, because it'd be cool to have a Cleavor.
0: Yeah, I thought Cleavor was awesome! Or a Wire Deer. You know, like, he was cool, so... As in life, as in art, humanity sucks. Moving on. Uh, Random news, sort of. On Twitter, I am quoting here. This is Miyamoto. (laughs) After consulting with Chris-san, my partner at Illumination on the Super Mario Bros. film, we decided to move the global release to spring 2023, April 28th in Japan, and April 7th in North America. My deepest apologies, but I promise it will be worth the wait. End quote. That's how they announced it. (laughs) Just a random tweet. Hi, this is Miyamoto. We're delaying the movie. Bye.
1: I mean, sure, straight to the point, And tweets are always the best thing. And from the official Nintendo, um, Nintendo, uh, Twitter account. So yeah, never would have I heard news from Miyamoto this way.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was. This was like. This reminds me of a Paper Mario, the Origami King drop, where it was just like, oh hey, there's this new Pokemon, there's this new Paper Mario game coming out. Here you go. Like, just dropped it like it was hot. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> so, yes, we have gotten yet another delay. Another delay. This um, one I don't mind
2: as much. Yeah, I don't mind <laughs> this one as much
0: either. So, I mean, when they announced it last year? Yeah, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, it was just like, okay, it's late 2022, that's fine. And now it's like, now we're moving it to 2023. Okay. We still haven't seen a trailer for this. We still haven't seen any art for this. All we know is the voice acting and you know who's making it so you can kind of get a visual interpretation. But, yeah. It's going to be a very
2: long April Fool's prank where they're like, we'll
0: release the first trailer on <laughs> April 1st. Oh, gosh, they would do that, wouldn't
1: they? I have a feeling they'd probably do something like that. But, yeah, just the fact we have nothing aside from the voice actors is just like... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk more later on, but yeah, it's just, oh, this delay, I mean, sure, great, but the fact that delaying a movie instead of a video game, that's the thing, I, I can't help but wonder, what is the, what is the significance of this, I, want, yeah. I do wonder.
0: Yeah, and they say that, you know, oh, it's going to be worth the wait, but will it? <laughs> Like that doesn't I mean, really, doesn't I, really mean uh, much. I have doubts, but maybe <laughs> yeah. they can prove me wrong. Yeah, and we'll be talking. That's actually going to be All our right. main event, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. But <laughs> yes, we are, we are not going to get this movie until April of next year. So about actually, yeah, a, a year wait basically. Uh, one year today for Japan, and a little bit less than that for us in, Amer- in the U.S. So, hmm. <laughs> All right, next up we have the the story I was teasing earlier Sonic versus Square Enix. Well, kind <laughs> of. So you might recall a game coming out earlier in the year by the name of Balan Wonderland. It was made by the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog, Yuji Naka. Right, right. And this was his you know, attempt to do a new franchise, something a little bit different than Sonic. And it was. Not good. It was not good at all. It's easily considered one of the worst games of the year so far. Uh, it was broken. It was not well mapped. It was not just it was a bad. It was bad, okay? It
1: was it bad. It was
0: bad. bad. Yeah. It it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was one of those games where you're like, how bad can it get? And you find out really quick. Um, but here's the twist. Keith believes with all his heart that the person to blame is Square Enix and the developer of the game in Arzest. According to him, Arzest submitted the game, quote, despite the fact that there were glitches in the development process. Naka wanted to continue working on known issues with Belong Wonderland up to the last minute, but Square Enix apparently refused to let that happen. Quote, it is a real shame that we released the unfinished work of Bo- Wonder World to the world. Ugh, so I that was fast. <laughs> I wanted to release it to the world as an action game in the proper form considering various things. I think Square Enix and Arzus are companies that do not care about games and game fans. End quote.
1: Mm, this is an interesting story when I first heard it, and I don't know. Like a lot of people are kind of slightly doubting Naka because I'm I'm not sure of his personal history, but apparently he has his own personal philosophies. Like with I don't know with uh, Yu Suzuki of, of Shenmue fame, but if this if this claim is true and that Square Enix cut like basically dropped him as director of this game and just basically released this game as a broken product as it is, it's just like dang it, Square Enix, like, okay, you give so much property and care to, like, Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, and all that, but for this game, something from Yuji Naga that's close to Sonic Creator's heart, and says, like, nope, we're doing this thing, we don't care, or it's just, like, no faith in it, is... If this allegation is true, then, oh boy, Square Enix, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. So, uh, here's my thoughts on this. We all know that creators can make bad games. Uh, Mighty Number Nine. <laughs> Ring any bells? Uh, no, I no. suppressed that memory. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I backed that Kickstarter. I remember that. Like we talked about it on the on the show, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be great! It's gonna never, be
2: great! The creators' awesome, And then, no.
0: Yeah, None I never. About. I didn't even play it. I got the copy. I didn't play it because I was just like, I heard about how bad it was. I'm just not gonna waste my time. So. We know that creators can make bad games, so you could argue that this was more about Naka than anything else. That being said, especially in light of what Scott said about Chrono Cross, I'm starting to wonder if this is really more about Square Enix and possibly Arzest. Uh, I'm not familiar with Ar- Zest. I don't know any other games they made, but Square Enix is a publisher. It is their job to say if a game is good enough for release. That is their job. Like you could you could argue with Mighty Number no. 9 that that was totally on that guy. You know, cuz it was an indie game, he could have worked on it till it was done, but there's like this long list of things that went horribly horribly wrong and that's on him. That's that's fair. This is different. This was a game that he was hired to do with Arzest and Square Enix was going to publish it. And we know of several titles now that Square Enix has apparently launched well before they were ready. And their names are Chrono Cross and Avengers.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I forgot about Avengers, didn't you? Yes, Crystal <laughs> Dynamics was the developer, but Square Enix was the publisher. And we all know how buggy and not fun that game was, Mr. 1000 Bug Update. All right. I will never forget seeing that article that they did a thousand bug update. How is that possible? All right. Yeah. The only thing that would have made this more believable was if it was EA. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, it's supposed to be par
2: on the course for A is the problem. Square Enix has yeah. been just hitting it out of the park of really bad <laughs> ports. Yeah, is it like the games themselves so are about just the way that their controls are designed, or the fact that they just don't run well?
0: Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, and so here's the thing: if this is a Square Enix thing, then you know, shame on them. This is 100 shame because especially after some of their better releases of the last few years, like with uh. I guess I guess you could say "Strangers in Paradise" for more or less. Well, yeah, more yeah, or yeah, less. Yeah. I, I heard I've heard some of the the bad things about it, not just the campy acting. There are us. bad things about it, yes. Yeah, but, but overall, like, it's actually a fun and playable exactly. game. Right, and sorry, then, sorry, and sorry, then sorry, of course, sorry. there's my personal favorite of Neo: "The World Ends with You," which was I thought awesome title and even triangle strategy flaws and all, it was still a great game. And you could see the care that was put into it. I would You could see. play it. <laughs> yeah, I could yes, play it. Yes, I could. Yes. I could play it. I could beat it, and actually want to beat it. Like, there's your difference. And yet, with this, like, Balan Wonderland was like a mess. Like, you controlled everything with one button. Why? You could. Mm. You could only have so many transformation hats, and you had to go back to other levels to go and get them. Why? You know, there were so many design decisions, and there's no way that Square Enix didn't look at this game and go, we could make this better. And then they chose not to. This is not a thing where it's like, okay, game's done. Square Enix goes, great, thanks, guys. And they go and put it out there. That's not how game design works. All right? Yeah. The developer Uh, gives it to the publisher. (laughs) The publisher makes sure it's as good as it can be for them and whether they can feel that they can make profit off of this, and then they go and submit it. So either Square Enix just didn't care they just didn't want to fix it, or they were just completely dumb and decided, oh, what, what's the worst that could happen? So this reminds
2: me they also did the same thing with uh, Babylon's fall this year too. There you uh, go.
1: Don't remind me. Don't remind me. There you me. go.
0: <laughs> so like, what is going on? So like, I, I again, we can easily say that Naka's Naka was a part of this because it was his vision, and I, I'm sure that a lot of the things that in the minds of critics and gamers didn't work were because of him, but Square Enix could have said, hey, we need to fix these things before we l- release. And it still probably wouldn't have been a good game, but it could have at least been playable and at least get people to try and beat it. So, yeah. Yeah, that kind of actually makes me remember that Uh,
2: I think in response Sega made a, a whole new like QA department specifically so that for that kind of situation. And I wonder if Square Enix needs to follow suit with
0: that yeah Mm. yeah as a qa i was a former qa guy as as many of our listeners remember and if there was a problem like especially a game breaking problem or even just a suggestion you were almost required to report it whether they did something about it was at times on them but if i felt that there was something like wrong with the game or not fun with the game i was told to report it and if They even had like even a small QA department. There is no doubt that people were saying some of the things that the critics and fans ripped apart, and yet they did not do it. Like, hey, we need to map this better than just to one button. We need to open the inventory so you can keep all the hats instead of having to go back to the worlds to get them, and so on and so forth. So these problems were presented to them. All right, I know that as a QA person. Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. They just didn't care. And that makes Naka's argument better, because we do know that Square Enix is a company that at times will put their own profit above anything else. Just, again, look at Avengers. They're like, they're totally going to buy this game, just release it now, we'll fix it later. And that did work for a time, and then it backfired on them.
2: Yeah, until they had all you know, get refunds or you don't actually speed fix the game. Yeah. Which makes even more issues because you're speed fixing it rather than just letting your self-develop
0: time to fix it. Yeah. And, and then, uh, they even admitted recently that their game plan for the future is non-existent now, they're just taking it, like, one step at a time. That's not good game design. No. Right. The fact no.
1: that, yeah, I recall, like, they had, like, a plan, like, a, a roadmap of, like, yeah. the, again, the, like, the Black Panther DLC and all that later on, but, like, it's, yeah, I don't even hear anything about it now. It's, just,
0: it's gone. Like, like they said bad. it's gone. They, they straight up said, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. So, yay. <laughs> I went to work on perfect dark instead no. oh gosh yeah and, and, and that's already having problems so don't get me started yeah well. also where's final fantasy 16 that's what i thought uh, so. they said it was almost done uh-huh <laughs>
1: so what i said sure, sure,
0: means sure jan yeah it'll come out in 2030 right beside final fantasy part seven part two so moving <laughs> on from one disappointment to potentially another nintendo Switch Sports. Mm. Yeah, so apparently the sports game, which it's out now, right? Like, at
1: time recording, at time at, recording. Yeah,
0: time recording's out. And it's gotten, like, you know, middling reviews, which isn't that surprising. But depending on who you listen to, it's either really fun or not as fun as it probably should be. So, you know, take that as you will.
1: So like the basic synopsis and mo- was, uh majority of it all is basically like the the sports themselves are are good like chamba and uh badminton and tennis but of course like you ha- you basically badminton and tennis is kind of the same thing already so you wonder why it's already there but of course like the, the best one is obviously bowling and all that and soccer like let's call it this, a- it's basically rocket league but nintendo switch style oh. so there's that so, a, a lot of things, like, a lot of Christians regarding going to, like, you can't set custom rules, and, like, it's just basically, it's just six sports. Compared to, like, the original Wii Sports was, like, at, like at least nine, and even to uh, Wii Sports Resort uh, being 12, it's just, like, it feels a bit more bla- uh, bare than usual. So, uh, like...
0: Wii, Wii Sports, the original Wii Sports had five games.
1: Oh, it had five games. Oh, okay. my yeah. okay, so, so, yeah, it just feels a little bit more bare. Like, I'm kind of trekking back a little bit, and yes, they will be updating more games down the line, but it's, it, we're getting a, a very similar pattern here, like with uh, Mario Tennis Aces, Golf, and even the original Splatoon. It's just like, beginning is just very bare. Obviously, it's really dependent on like, the, on, the um, online matches, if it works and if it holds up, so that's, the, that's kind of the main appeal, but after that, it is pretty bare. Yeah.
0: most of the ones i saw were like light on content not light on fun so and that's honestly part for the course i mean think about it the reason that wii sports was so popular was because it came bundled with right. the wii right you know it was never meant to be the killer app that was you know uh twilight princess and uh yeah that <laughs> oh no more heroes i suppose but I, this is a game that's you know it's meant to you know get you doing something different. He use the Joy-Cons as they were meant to with, you know, their special uh, motion sensors and all that. So it was never meant to be the greatest of games. It was meant to be a fun one that you could play with friends. And I guess on that point, it did well. You know, I'm looking at the Metacritic scores at 75 right now with 34 critical reviews.
1: About, yeah, yeah. About. Yeah.
0: So and the highest one is 85. So that's not the worst, but it's also you know, not the best. But, again, it's this is meant to be a game that you just you play with friends, you have a lot of fun. Friends and family you have fun and you just go from there. So, we'll see how it all plays out. Remember, never forget, 1-2-Switch sold millions. So, <laughs> I have a feeling that people are going to like this a little more than 1-2-Switch. Yeah. <laughs> it might actually have, like, game stuff. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> and Sally has an auto-switch auto Yeah, yes. Yeah.
0: So, is any of us here going to get Switch Sports,
1: maybe once it's once it's discounted, perhaps, but not as full price. (laughs) If it ever
0: goes below twenty, maybe.
2: (laughs) Otherwise, probably not. Probably not.
0: All right, and finally, we have even more Xenoblade Chronicles three details. Um, the Nintendo of America, amongst others, uh, have been posting various things about the game, including some new gameplay details, which I have found very, very interesting. Not the least of which is that, unlike in previous i guess you could do it in two—you'll be able to switch between your characters both in combat and in the overworld. You can be any one of your party at any time you want. So that's a—that's a really cool feature, and I think that's going to be a lot of fun to play with, if for no other reason than to see your, uh, you know, your your favorite character more often. So, and then we got some new details on some of the characters, including Ethel. Merman, No, I was joking. Uh, Ethel is the commander of the Kiev's Colony 4 and wields a pair of slender swords. Famous for defeating three enemy colonies at once with only 100 soldiers at her command, Silvercoat Ethel, now that's a name, uh, as she is called as well known as the to all the forces of Kiev Or Kevs, or however you say the name. Uh, Ethel's unwavering conviction in her beliefs and, in, and ingenuity... Have won her the trust of those serving under her. But though Noah also hails from Keeves, she attacks him and his group on sight, calling them monsters. <laughs> no, nothing. Fine, be that way. <laughs> I also want to note that, you know, I have to deal with this a lot because I'm a wrestling fan. But there are ish everywhere. Alright, in this, I went to this Twitter post, and the first comment is, can you stop posting about Xenoblade? Nobody cares about this. Mid. Mid! Dude! Shut up! Shut up! Let people enjoy things, dang it! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and for the record, you person... You, who are absolutely mid for thinking this way, um... Dude, okay. Xenoblade is not mid, alright? Xenoblade... Uh, Chronicles of Infinite Edition, d Play Chronicles 2, both sold over a million in copies. Yes, X did not sell as much, but that was also one that Wii U, so that gets a pass. We, we yeah. don't count Wii U sales. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't count their to get their One-third sales? install
2: base of a, more of a niche genre yeah. game. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, also, happy seven, seventh. I almost said seventieth. That would be a long time. Seventh <laughs> anniversary to Xenoblade Chronicles X. It was. I still remember you fondly, and still hope you get a sequel one day. Uh, seriously. Or at least I, port.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I,
0: I'm actually surprised they haven't done the port. Right. right? Like, like it, it makes sense. Like they ported like everything else. Why not this? With the hype and the height of the Xenoblade saga. I mean, they could have easily done Xenoblade Chronicles 2, then definitive edition, then let's see. Was definitive edition last year or 2020? I think it it was two years ago, at least. Yeah, Yeah. I think it was 2020. So there you go. You have Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in 2017, you have Xenoblade Definitive Edition in 2020, X in 2021, and 3 in 2022. The saga is complete. There you go. Uh, But I, I'm very interested in these and uh, there's gonna be they, they highlighted in a video that there's even more combat mechanics including actually being able to break down your weapon so you'll be able to move faster on the battlefield and then unlock it for a special attack they're clearly going all in on this battle system and based on what we see in the trailer with the much greater characters in the oroboros this is gonna be a fun game I can just feel it so I guess
1: you're convenient. really feeling it isn't it <laughs> <sighs>
0: <laughs> now it's your turn to groan. <laughs> well, you know when you try trying out palm me you just get me going shulking around. Uh
1: huh. Uh-huh. But, but, either way, like yeah, just like showing off all the details of the you know, like, Chronicles three and like e- even like the small little um uh, chibi art as well, like very reminiscent of mobile games. Like the different class, regarding to which ones healers, attackers, and all that is like, I, I can only but wonder what how what. Ideas Mind of is going to be doing with this game. Like, how it is more, as we discussed it last time, it's just basically combine all these ideas from previous games into this recent entry. And yeah, I can only help but wonder what is going to be this game. It's just like, it's really making it up the hype machine. I'm pretty hyped for it, yeah.
0: And because we're gonna get it earlier, we don't have to wait that much longer for it. So I am going yay, to go. yay! That means I need to hurry up with my Xenoblade too. Yes, you do. Make it so. get it done. I uh, need to. I would, I would say I'm gonna go back and play Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but I really don't know if I will. Because it's 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 a long game. It's it is chonky. a long game. It's chonky. I was I was doing the the review run, and I still had to put sixty hours into it. And I got, yeah. I mean, and I, that was when I actually had time to play games. All right.
2: Yep, but, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, just saying. But definitely stay tuned. There's there are no doubt going to drop even more information about The Chronicles 3. And that gets me excited. All right. As we move on to our main event. Yeah, we are really flying tonight. I love it. Uh, let's talk more about the Super Mario movie. Because there was already a lot of doubts about this movie for legitimate reasons. And now that we have the delay let's focus on how they can use this delay to make it the best film possible yes even greater than sonic the hedgehog i know i know it's a hard high bar to cross but we can do it gentlemen when we when we become movie makers I can already hear Tyler screaming in the ether. There's nothing greater than Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Shut up, Tyler. You're not here. (laughs) It's like, in your bias. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. So, let's, we'll each take a stab at this. And the funny thing is, again, Sonic had its delay, but the difference is that we saw why it had its delay. It It was blue, tall, and had teeth. (laughs) Like, so wrong. Just, Wrong. So we don't have anything to go off of, but we can at least guess. So my feeling is that it either has to do with the visuals or the voice acting. And this is curious because, unlike Sonic, which was putting a 3D character into a realistic world, this is about an animation. Uh, this is animation you, This is the Minions crew and and uh, Despicable Me. So we know that they can do solid animation. That's that's not the question. But perhaps they're are struggling with really capturing the essence of the Mushroom Kingdom and the expanded Mario universe because, again, they're going to have Donkey Kong and Cranky in it. So if that is the case, then by all means, take the... Let's see, it's going to be in December. So the next four months you have-ish and make this as good of a visual representation of the Mushroom Kingdom as you can get because you have all the references you need in the video games like this that should honestly be one of the easiest parts but as we have seen with many video game movies over the years just because you have the reference material doesn't mean you use it i'm looking at you sonic the hedgehog okay i'm not going to stop talking about that how did they approve that sonic the hedgehog model (laughs) how Does it make sense? This looks like a hedgehog, right? Yeah, sure, whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and remember,
0: Jeff Fowler, the director, he said he's a, a huge Sonic fan. There is no way he wasn't in the process of making the Sonic model. So either he was overruled, which I highly doubt, or he really thought that that was going to be a good Sonic the Hedgehog look. Maybe I don't know what better animation, worse. not. No. <laughs> oh, they'll like this change. Dude, they didn't like the change in Sonic Boom. <laughs> And that was just him color swapped arms and knuckles being eight feet tall, you know. And they were mad about that. You tried to make him with wonky teeth and weird eyes and everything. What were you thinking?
2: Now, yeah, that was a rabid beast. That was not. Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: That was Sanic. Sonic. And that Sanic even
1: means it like, yeah. Sonic. It's just like yeah. Curse Sonic. It's Sonic. Curse Sonic.
0: That's that's Sonic when he doesn't uh, feed his ring addiction. Uh, <laughs> he's got problems. He's got just problems. It's like why do you why do you think he was alone on his world because he was kicked out from his last one for his addiction? You know that's what she <laughs> ha- that's what you do with addicts at times. I'm joking. No, I'm stopping. I'm not stopping there. That was I was getting too far. Um Oh my gosh. What if that's it? What if they did some test screenings and they re- and the fans realized that they made Mario without the mustache? Oh no. Oh my gosh. That's it. That's the reason they realized they needed to put the mustache on Mario. All is revealed. It's not on Bowser. I'm just saying, if they even tried that, like, even as a joke, the internet would explode. Can you imagine? Like, this is a younger Mario. This Mm. this This is Mario before he was Mario. He had to grow into the mustache. You know. The, the the mustache origin story that we always <laughs> want to hear. <laughs> like, how
1: did Mario get his uh, famous mustache, or how did he get his famous rip, a uh, ju- uh, sp- suspenders and all that? It's just like <laughs> we're doing
0: a solo Mario. No. There you go. He oh, we, we, we 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 observe Mario in his house. He's observing a picture of Star Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. It's <laughs> like, ooh, I like that mustache. Let's go. <laughs> It,
1: okay. it, I just can't help but wonder, like, yeah, we're going to just delay. And, yeah, like, it, it, to expand upon that, like, yeah, I, I no doubt about that Nintendo has taken key, notice of the Sonic movies, obviously, because, again, obviously. They're, they're former rivals. And, like, seeing how it, the Sonic movies just did greatly, especially from the fan outcry to make this thing and now it, like if it was not for that outcry it would have been it would have been on a different timeline but here we are is like one of the if not the greatest game movies out there currently yeah. so like in reflection of that from nintendo like I'm wondering, like, is Nintendo gonna, again, do the Nintendo thing they have always do, and, like, take two steps back, and, like, I don't know, make a, a unique, uh, or, a, I don't know, an alternative Mario story, or are they gonna do true to the fans, and make Chris Pratt, uh, or, with Chris Pratt, with Charles Martinet, and, yes, be full-fledged Mario, it's just, like, I wonder, like, it, are you going to incorporate that fan feedback? That fan's like, yes, this is the fan. This is for fans, not just for general audiences. This is truly for the fans. Like, yeah. I wonder.
0: Like that, That's my other thing is that I joke about the voice acting. I honestly won't judge it until I hear. It. And then I will judge, oh, so hard. But <laughs> the story. I almost wonder if that's the other reason. Like maybe they realize as they're animating that, you know, they could do better with the story. And it's weird to say because Mario, is, except for Paper Mario, like they—they're never meant to be like the deepest of stories. It's really more about, you know, the jumping and the world exploration, especially with Odyssey and Galaxy. And so maybe it's they're having trouble conveying the spirit of Mario, which I'm sure the Sonic crew had their own troubles, you know, because. You know, those games are just about going fast, and then all of a sudden they had to incorporate humans, which, as we all know, humans and Sonic games work so well together. No. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No. (laughs) Just no. Even in, like, the
2: first Sonic Adventure, the humans were very, like, not there. (laughs) There you go.
0: Yeah. So maybe they're wanting to refine the story a little bit. Maybe they've realized that maybe they need a few extra month to work out the kinks. There's a lot of ways this can, This I hate to be that guy, but there's a lot of ways this can go wrong.
1: I oh, mean, for sure, for sure for, oh, sure.
0: for sure, because A, Mario has to sound right, which, again, is odd, because you usually only hear like a few things, like, let us go, mamma mia, and all of them, versus Sonic, which, you know, you could see him talking because, well, it's Sonic, and that's what he's done in multiple... <laughs> animes of him uh, sonic x especially and sonic underground and sonic you know all the other ones so you know you're used to him talking mario not so much uh, and yes i know he had the Lou albano cartoon
1: <laughs> right, right right i was about I'm, to say i was about i'm to say, old yeah.
0: but like nope not all of you are that old okay so I, there's there's just so many ways this could go wrong i'm glad they're taking the delay if they feel that they need it but again without seeing and without hearing it it's hard to gauge what can, can improve but you would hope that at the very least they're trying to make the best Mario story that they can while also making sure that they show off the Mushroom Kingdom and Expanded Mario World as best they can because those are the things that people are really going to talk about outside the voice actors
1: Mm, for sure, for sure. And, like, especially how, like, the industry and the movie world is going at it right now. Like, I, because granted, this whole, the, the basic story of Mario saving Peach, like, that story line itself is definitely dated, in, especially in this kind of current year, granted. So some people may take some offense to that. I don't know. But, that's true. And yeah, like we're going to the story of Bowser and all that. Like, of course, having with Luigi. And again, Keegan Michael Key as Toad is just like
0: uh, I'm very uh, uncertain about that. Like, Toad <laughs> does not Toad does not need to have a smart mouth. All right, no, no. <laughs> he's Toad. I mean, that's the joke. I mean, remember, Peach uses him as a human shield in Smash Brothers. All right, that's how little Toads matter. <laughs> Okay. yeah like okay.
1: ah it's moving it's <laughs> like that high squeak, ever since sun- uh, sunshine it's just like what is a story that mario can can present on the silver screen like be it animated form or what else like again illumination studios minions and all of that is just like like sure i can definitely see something they could pull something because again we're getting, an- we're getting another minions movie and yeah. like now with this with mario like Again, you got like a one shot to make a very solid impression. So, what, what is a story that Nintendo can provide that will be the great, that pays great tribute to the fans? At the same time, it also opens that uh, general audience fears to not officially turn them off. Like, if they can actually, if not imitate or even outperform the Sonic movies. That, yeah. that I do wonder.
2: Mario goes missing.
0: Oh, God, there's a reference.
2: <laughs>
0: the original Luigi game. I mean, just imagine if, like, everyone's always worried about
2: Chris Pratt's, like, voice acting, and they only have Mario for, like, the last five minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, could, I that would that would be a heck of a twist. I would actually appreciate it. I mean, there's already petitions to get, like, Chris Pratt removed from everything since he's in everything now. <laughs> and I'm not exactly mad about that. Like, he, he would never have been my first choice for Mario. Could he perform excellently? Of course he can. But will he? I have no idea. Here's my question. You got Anya Taylor-Joy, easily one of the best young actresses. I don't okay, she's like 20-something. Uh, up-and-coming actresses, I should say, in Hollywood. And you put her in Princess Peach. She better not be a small part. Hopefully All right. Not. Anya is way too good. Like Seriously, watch Queen's Gambit or Last Night in Soho. Um, she is way too good to be a bit part. So, like, what are you, what are you gonna do with her to make her wor- make Peach worthy of Anya Taylor Joy? Not Anya Taylor Joy worthy of Princess Peach. Princess Peach worthy of Anya Taylor Joy. Um, also, and I've said this before, the only person on this voice cast that we have gotten announced with that I have complete faith in is Jack Black. <laughs> Yes,
2: 100%,
1: mm, 100%. yes, and yes. I know what you
0: think saying, but didn't she just pr- didn't she just preach about Anya Taylor Joy? Yes, I trust her. I don't know if I trust her as his character because I don't know what they're going to do with the character. Versus Jack Black, who I know will play the perfect <laughs> Bowser because he's done Brutal Legend, he's done Kung Fu up uh, multiple movies, and all these other things. He knows how to make the voice acting work in the perfect way, and he will be. I think he'll be very much like a Paper Mario kind of Bowser.
1: Mm, Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You know the
0: the butt of the joke. He knows it, and he's yet he's still very confident in himself. I think he's going to do great. All the other characters, not so much. So, I don't know. But that's the main reason I want a crossover between the Sega
2: universe and the Mario one, just so I can see Jim Carrey with Jack.
1: <laughs> that will be something. Again, like, they they, they kind of teased it with Wreck-It Ralph. And, like, I'm still <laughs> waiting for that cameo, but no, they yes. can't do that. It was like, I'm still pissed. I'm, I'm still pissed regarding to Wreck-It Ralph too. I'm really, yeah. Uh,
0: I, I'm trying to picture that now. It'd be like, do you want to help me kill Sonic and I'll help you kill Mario? Kill our, kill our rivals? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> just, just go, just go full tilt. <laughs> I don't even care about Ben Schwartz Sonic at this point.
2: I just want, to, I just want to have the whole movie with those two.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, Gosh. So and, and hey, there's there's actually great proof. I never would have thought of of Jim Carrey as Robotnik, and yet he's like the highlight of both movies. So yes. so we we can be surprised. We are not saying that this is doa even with this delay. <laughs> but. We have legit worries, and we just like we had legit worries with Sonic, and we were pleasantly surprised. So I'm hoping beyond hope that this delay is because of, whether it's visuals or story or voice acting or something else in between, that they are trying to make the best Mario movie possible, because we remember the last Mario movie that they made. I watched that as a child. (laughs) <laughs> i remember things that i really shouldn't remember, <laughs> I, remember. Uh,
1: I, I remember it like i remember those times like back in the early 90s and yeah just like those were goombas those, yeah they had a mushroom they used guns
0: they what? had dennis hopper as bowser I, why I, I still think it was a fever dream <laughs> <laughs> Some, someone got high and thought that was a good idea i'm just saying think of the time period someone got high and thought that was a good idea so i don't know in your minds what's the best case scenario here like you could talk about with story or visuals or whatever what is the best case scenario in your mind for this one? Uh, scott i'll let you go first so I think, well, this is just something I was thinking of earlier, but I think my favorite
2: thing, if the, the, this is if they made it more like a slice of life. Like, they didn't have actual big conflict. It's just a bunch of little things that just let you be in the world of this, like, Mario, of the Mushroom Kingdom, and just letting yourself experience it through the eyes of, like, a slice of life kind of deal. Because I honestly don't think I'd want something too adventurous just so I can see how they would do a Mushroom Kingdom in this art style with these characters and see how it would go. That'd be
0: interesting. That's, that's kind of cool. I like that. Alright, Will?
1: Personally, for me, like, it's gotta pay a lot of tribute. Like, I don't know, like, tribute, like, like with Sonic the Sonic movies, tribute the games. Like, I don't know, have a Nintendo logo, put in, the like, the, the references to Strikers, or hey, even have, like, a, a subtle cameo of Waluigi doing the crotch shop of, of Strikers. I don't know. Like, it, it can do, like, a lot of, like, hidden Easter eggs or even, like, the service two fans like oh I, I know that thing i know that reference and like all that and of course naturally like don't just regulate charles Martinet the voice of mario into like the subtle cameos is like that's what they're they, gonna
0: do like i would bet anything that's what they're gonna do <laughs> if,
1: if they just keep charles Martinet as subtle cameos and not like i don't know a bigger part of it at least like i i know like well, because funny enough they um today uh northern north actually did a bit of an east like trailer for the uncharted movie like showing off like Easter Easter eggs for the movie of Uncharted, so I kind of what I want for is like again have Charles Martinet play a much more significant role, aside from just like being third party characters in this movie. I mean, yes, Chris Pratt, all the respect to him. What, yes, he's going to be voicing Mario, and if Charles Martinet gives him his blessing, fine by all means. But please, at least pay respect to the OG King of Charles Martinet.
0: I'm I'm just worried that they did they picked Chris because he was practical. (laughs)
1: Oh, no, <laughs> no. Or
0: he's a practitioner of voices. I'm sorry, I've had to have a lot of practice with these pods. <laughs> All right, yeah.
1: buddy, you got a problem. <laughs> yeah. he's
0: had a problem. Just let him have it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Have you had enough punishment? <laughs> Will. Oh my God. All right. Uh, my best case scenario. I'm actually going to piggyback a little bit off of what Scott was saying. I would actually not mind that much if this was much more comedic than just an action movie, because I feel that like they're going to try and just kind of replicate the video game elements of the Mario's, and that could work if it was like a cartoon. Uh, sorry, that's not the right word. Like a like a thirty minute animated thing, you know, like a TV show. You know, like like Sonic X is a great show, honestly, because they were able to boil down the 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 action and the story of, you know, their universe into bite-sized chunks, and then play it across all of the different, um, all the different episodes and arcs and everything, and it worked. With a movie, that's different because you're telling one long tale that they can't take a break from so i actually wouldn't mind if they played it more of a comedic not unlike a slice of life where you know mario and peach and luigi and donkey kong and cranky kong because again they have all of these characters that they're apparently going to bring into the mix and have them kind of like a little comedy adventure and then you have jack black bowser you know kind of being like a coyote and he's trying to catch peach and it goes wrong every single time (laughs) you know And, and you have like oh my gosh, this is a great idea. You have Jack Black, like, narrating what he's about to do. (laughs) It's like, all right, now I'm going to put the cage here and this will knock out Mario and I can get Peach and I'll be victorious. She'll be mine. Ah!" And then it goes horribly wrong because, of course, it does. And, you know, and you play that out through all the different movies and you have all the different gags. And that, I think, would appeal kind of like to the minion style that they're used to. While also playing to Mario and allowing all the characters to interact with each other, because again, I don't want Anya Taylor Joy to just be this Princess Peach who's stuck at the castle and occasionally talks with Bowser. And that's all we get. I would want her to interact with the Mario Brothers and Donkey Kong and Cranky and Toad and whoever, and you know, see where that takes them in this adventure. I think it'd be a lot of fun. We since we don't know anything outside the voice cast and the general idea of how it's gonna look. It's really hard to guess, but and that's kind of where the fear comes from, because we don't know, and we had those teases about Sonic, and we all know what happened there, <laughs> so if this delay ensures that that kind of, uh, oh, what do we want to call it, <laughs> fear factor, uh, doesn't happen, I am all for it, so we shall see, but probably <laughs> not see soon, because of the delay. <laughs> It'll be
2: a while, at least. It'll so. be a while,
0: <laughs> But you know, but you know, if you're a fan of video games and movies and superheroes, you're used to delays by now. So, yay! Or Avatar. the last two years. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Just like everything's getting delayed. Like one of my one of my superhero movies got delayed five days because it doesn't want to mess with Avatar 2. I'm like, <laughs> I think you're safe with av- not going or going against Avatar 2. Just call it a hunch. You, right? you have like two completely different audiences shazam (laughs) yeah exactly and avatar 2 i don't want to say it's gonna be a bomb because we don't know but it it's gonna have to be a dang good movie because of how much people look back at the original avatar and like we like that (laughs) we like that so yeah i don't think it's gonna have nearly the same uh like exposure
2: the first one did because that first avatar movie was all over
0: yeah. the place <laughs> yeah i mean, remember it was the highest grossing movie of all time at one yeah. point and then this thing called avengers happened and yeah you know so <laughs> uh we're in the end game now <laughs> i see you anyway uh and with the, those movie quotes we are ending this episode of the nintendo entertainment podcast Tyler! oh yeah he's not here and we didn't have a poll last week so oh well but do let us know what you are personally hoping for with the Mario movie when it comes out next year. Next year. And also, what you think about uh, the reviews about Nintendo Switch Sports. Do you agree with the Sonic creator about what happened with Balloon Wonderland? Are you excited for uh, Pokemon Hisuian Snow and the September release of Splatoon 3? Let us know in the comments below. So, for Skull Kid Scott and Wario Will, I am Triforce Out, and ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made it to the end of the level, so oh, raise the flag. back.